Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, July 9th, and this is your FT News Briefing. UK Chancellor Rishi Sunak set out a plan to minimize economic damage in Britain, but business leaders say more needs to be done to help sectors affected by the pandemic. And the US surpasses the 3 million mark for coronavirus cases. But first, Christine Lagarde couldn't have predicted a global pandemic when she took over as the head of the European Central Bank back in November. She spoke with the FT about recovery plans, the environment, and what lies next for the ECB. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Next week, European leaders will meet to discuss a planned 750 billion euro recovery fund to support countries hit hardest by the pandemic. The plan has run into some opposition, though, from countries such as the Netherlands over how the funds will be distributed. It's something ECB President Christine Lagarde is watching closely. The real game-changer element is the recovery fund, in particular if a good chunk of it is in the form of grants rather than loans, because it will, in that case, establish a degree of unity and solidarity to benefit those that have suffered most. Ms. Lagarde spoke to the FT in a wide-ranging interview this week. Martin Arnold, our Frankfurt bureau chief, has more on Ms. Lagarde's interview and Europe's recovery effort. What Christine Lagarde said was pretty interesting, I thought, on this. She also told us that she thinks it's unlikely that there will be a deal uh, finalized and agreed at next week's EU summit. She said it could take a bit longer and she expects it could take up to the end of the end of the month before we do get a deal. But she does think there will be a deal. And she said the crucial question here is whether this 750 billion euro fund that's been proposed is mostly in grants that are given out to EU governments or whether it's loans. And the reason this matters is because There's already a massive increase in government borrowing levels. And if the EU just lends money to national governments, that's only going to increase their debt levels and potentially get them to an unsustainable level. So grants would be preferable as far as the ECB is concerned, because they're the ones with their huge bond buying program who are are trying to keep financial markets from getting too concerned about these rising debt levels. And while we're on the topic of coronavirus, Martin, what did Ms. Lagarde have to say about the hardest hit groups of people in this pandemic? So she really talked about how she's concerned about the most vulnerable members of society, in particular women, uh, who are often hit hardest by the worst natural disasters and pandemics. And so she called on policymakers, both governments and central banks, I think, to look at how they can support those most vulnerable members of society with fiscal policy and also with recognizing the fact that Many of these people who are hit hardest by this crisis are those who are perhaps underpaid or perhaps underappreciated, and there needs to be a, a reappreciation and a change in how they are compensated by society for, for the work that they do. And I thought that was very much in keeping with the change of mindset and perhaps the change in, in approach to pure capitalism that we're seeing dawning as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. 
Right. You know, and I talked to Martin Wolf earlier this week about how this pandemic is really offering a reexamination of the structures that we've all become accustomed to. And one of those things is globalization. And Ms. Lagarde offered her thoughts on that as as well, right? Yeah, I heard your discussion with the other Martin at the FT, and I, I, it was an excellent discussion. Um, but I, I must say that Christine Lagarde was pretty interesting on this. She said that she thought that some countries would have to reassess their business models as a result of the changes to globalization. And she didn't say that globalization was going to disappear. It may well be that this particular crisis will transform our perception of globalization, proximity, short supply chain, control over one's destiny. And therefore, countries, she said, could not be entirely reliant on exporting. And when you think about how reliant the Eurozone economy is on exports, and particularly a country like Germany, which generates 50% of its gross domestic product from exports, then that's a pretty serious statement for the head of the ECB to make. Martin, I want to switch gears a bit and talk a little bit about Ms. Lagarde and the ECB's approach to climate change. The ECB has addressed the issues of climate change. I think the impetus and the momentum is just stronger now and has to be multifaceted and has to look at all the business lines and the operations in which we are engaged in order to tackle climate change. Because at the end of the day, money talks. What has Ms. Lagarde said about addressing climate change? Ms. Lagarde is really signaling that everything is on the table, including potentially the most powerful weapon that the central bank has, which is its 2.8 trillion euro bond buying program. And when you're talking about 2.8 trillion euros of bond buying, that's a pretty powerful tool that they have. What we could be talking about here is the ECB disposing of the bonds of the more carbon-intensive companies and favoring the bonds of greener companies. So that could really change the pricing and the financing costs of companies depending on how ecologically friendly they are, which is a pretty radical idea for central banking. We have taken decisive action to protect our economy. But people are anxious about losing their job. We're not just going to accept this. People need to know we will do all we can to give everyone the opportunity of good and secure work. That was UK Chancellor Rishi Sunak. Yesterday, he laid out a £30 billion plan to save jobs as the economy is hit by the coronavirus. Britain's public borrowing will rise to more than £350 billion this financial year on the plan. But despite Mr. Sunak's support for employers, business leaders and union bosses say millions of UK jobs are not secure. They say the plan laid out by the Chancellor doesn't protect high-risk sectors. Mr. Sunak offered targeted support for hospitality and tourism, but not retail or manufacturing. The chief executive at Revo, which represents the retail property sector, warned that 3 million retail jobs were in jeopardy. That is, unless the government undertakes a, quote, fundamental review of business rates and direct financial support to underwrite rents. Executives had wanted the government to extend some of the programs that have helped support companies through the pandemic. Business grants, rates relief, and the state-guaranteed loan schemes. 
business chiefs had also hoped for a blanket cut to value-added tax, broader help with national insurance contributions, or a cut in income tax. And the U.S. surpassed 3 million confirmed coronavirus cases yesterday. The U.S. tallied its latest 1 million cases in less than a month. It's been driven by this spike in the American South and West that has averaged more than 50,000 cases a day over the past week. Meanwhile, U.S. Vice President Mike Pence said the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention would revise its guidance on safely reopening schools. The move comes after President Donald Trump went after the department for its earlier advice on sanitizing facilities, encouraging students to wear masks, and to keep their distance. Mr. Trump claimed that Democrats were trying to keep schools closed to hurt his re-election chances in November. He threatened to cut federal aid from schools that refused to reopen. The surge in cases resulted in a mixed bag for global stocks on Wednesday. Equities were up slightly across U.S. and Europe indices, and gold hit its highest level since September 2011. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.